Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're going to be taking a look at the passage of Scripture in Romans chapter 8, where it says, All of creation is waiting eagerly, waiting expectantly for the sons of God, the children of God, to be revealed. And I've been thinking about this lately, because I came across some writing the other day, I was talking about in the, the Jewish way of thinking. How it was different from many other religions. In many religions, you see their view of connecting with God as going away, getting by yourself, sitting on a mountain by yourself, meditating, kind of isolating yourself away from other people. And the thing that I was reading was talking about the Jewish culture takes a different perspective. What they were taught by God was that they were to go into the world, into areas like art and music and business and politics and all these different areas of life. Build families with marriages and children. Participate in the economy. And they were to reveal God in all of his creation, to show what he created it to be like, to show what a marriage was created to be like, to show what parenting and children, that relationship was supposed to be like. To show what our health is supposed to be like connected to God. To show what business and ministry are supposed to be looking like. To reveal that to the world by partnering with God together. And it's a much different approach. So we're going to be taking a look at this passage of scripture. I want you to keep that in mind today as we talk about that. And we're going to be taking communion over this. Asking God to help us to understand the scripture. Help us to walk in it. To understand it and to walk in it the way he intended us to. But let's get started with prayer. And then we'll go through our filters for today and we'll get into our time of communion after that. Heavenly Father, I pray for everybody who's watching or listening. Their families, their friends, everybody connected to them. And all of our church and governmental leaders. And I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light. Into the kingdom of your dear son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. And I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at His right hand, at your right hand. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us. And to make your face shine upon us, let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive everything you've given us in Christ. And to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities today to do good and be a blessing. And help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes. 
and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, let's go through our filters for today. If you're new to us here, these filters are short things that I write at the top of my journal as a way to stay in rhythm with God. In the Old Testament, the temple had a rhythm. There were certain things that were supposed to be done every day, every week, at the start of every month, and on the yearly cycle of feasts. And our bodies are God's temple now. And I believe getting into a rhythm with him is one of the most important things in our walk with God. And so I write these at the top of my journal every night. As a way to stay in rhythm, it also serves to filter my decision-making. Give me a little nudges back in the right direction, just in case I ever get off track. And I like to start with the big picture vision at the very top. For me, that's Abundant Life training centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. Our program, the Abundant Life Blueprint, it started about 10 years ago. When Proverbs 13, 22, it changed the course of my life. It says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse inspired me to start creating manuals and teaching for all the different areas of life. Areas like purpose and health and family and finances, order, time, and community. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. And so I began to seek after God. And he was so faithful. He began to show up, began to teach me, began to train me. He taught me this whole new way to live. This completely different realm of living. where We do life together with him. We learn how to rest and trust in him. We learn how to walk in the light as he is in the light. And when we walk in the light, we have fellowship with God and fellowship with one another. And every day it takes a decision on our part to keep repositioning ourselves back into the light. And when we're walking in the light, we're walking in faith, we're walking in love, we're walking in humility and forgiveness and gratitude in all circumstances. But I went through some struggles as I learned how to do this. It requires us putting off our old ways, learning how to walk out this new way of living, how to do things a different way. And I went through some struggles at time with it. Often I wavered in my decision making, sometimes wanted to revert back to old ways. I just began to document what I was learning and the things that I was going through. And it turned into a series of books and courses and blueprints and now partners that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. And the vision is to build Abundant Life training centers all over the world that are implementing these blueprints with thriving communities of people working together in unity, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And this year in 2022, our filter for the year has been the year of the beautiful land. In the Old Testament, God told the people he's going to give them the best and most beautiful land in the entire world as their inheritance. And that's symbolic for us of this rich inheritance we have in Christ, this promised land, all of the promises that we have in Christ. And all of the promises in him are yes and amen. And this year, God's been teaching us how to possess those promises, how to walk in them, how to keep them by filling up the basket of praise. And we've talked about the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, you got a basket full of the issues and problems that we face. And we could fill that basket up with venting and complaining and pouting, carrying the weight of that problem. 
toiling and stress and frustration. Or we could throw that problem into the basket. We can seal it shut and we can turn around and we can start filling up the other basket. The basket of praise. Praising God for who he is. That he's our healer. He's our provider. He's more than enough. He's the God of all grace, the God of all hope, the God of all peace, the God of all comfort. He's light and he's love. He's full of steadfast, unfailing love. He's gracious and merciful. He's our Heavenly Father, the Lord Almighty, our Rock, our Savior, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We can start praising him for all the promises that we have in Christ. Because for whatever problem we threw into that other basket, there's a promise that he's given us. And if we'll believe that promise, we'll receive it, we'll learn how to rest, and we'll learn how to trust in it. We're going to start to see those promises come to pass. We're going to start walking in them and experiencing them. As we keep filling up that basket of praise, we start praising him for all that he's done, the promises that we've seen come to pass. It helps us to keep walking in them and to keep them. And to keep moving to the next level. And then this month in November, our filter for this month has been recording our journey. In the Old Testament, God told Moses to record the journey to the promised land. To record the stages and the phases along the way. And in a similar way for us, I believe recording our journey is one of the most important things that we can do. Recording the things that we're learning, recording the steps of faith that we take, recording the progress over time. And one of the things we've been asking God for this month and believing for is that for the upcoming year of 2023, we've been asking him for, we'll call it a journal, a workbook, something along those lines that we can use in a systematic way to record our journey so that it serves as a a tracker of progress, a way to nudge us back in the right direction, a source of inspiration and encouragement as we look back at the journey, hopefully a source of wisdom and inspiration and encouragement for, for future generations as well. So we've been believing him for that this month. And then this week, as we go around the yearly cycle, our weekly filter has been cooling down. Think of the yearly cycle like a 360-degree view of God. It's a circle of a year. And different times of the year, give us different glimpses of who God is and all that he's done for us in Christ. And I found that this time right now in November is often a major time of transitions. Since I started walking with God in my life, most of the bigger transitions that have happened have all happened in this time of November. But you got to remember, when God transitions things, he doesn't do it too quickly. He usually takes his time, I found. So that nothing tears, nothing breaks. The timing just unfolds beautifully. We've got to keep looking to him because there can be the temptation to get frustrate, frustrated or impatient as he slows things down during this time of the year. Now, speaking of waiting, speaking of slowing down, we talk about this concept today of the creation is waiting. And like I said, I want you to think about that concept Jesus told us to go into all the world. We're going into the world to reveal God. To reveal what he created the creation to do. To reveal what he put us on this earth to do. 
to reveal the intended purpose of everything that he created. That's what he put us here to do. That's why he gave us all these things in the earth. Let's take a look at the scripture. This is Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 21. The Apostle Paul says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Where is it going to be revealed in us? For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and the glory of the children of God. And so, Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help today. Help us to understand this scripture. Help us to understand what it means for us practically in our lives. And help us take that understanding and to walk in it and to apply it into our lives. Help us to reveal all that you created, both in us and in the world. To bring it into the freedom and the glory of the children of God. And whatever else you would want to teach us about this passage of scripture, Lord. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread. He said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Why do we take communion every day? Jesus tells us, as often as you do this, remember me. It's an opportunity to remember him today. As I began my own journey with God, I feel like one of the things he began to teach me was that the most important thing was daily communion with him. And so we take this opportunity just to simply remember him every day. The Apostle Paul tells us in Corinthians that every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation that sets in motion all the benefits of this new covenant. An opportunity to remember him today. We'd all missed it. We'd all gone astray. And God laid upon Jesus the sins and the punishment that we deserved. And by his stripes we've been healed. He was crushed. He was destroyed by God. Smitten by God so that we could be right and holy and perfect in his sight. We could reveal all that he created in this world and all that he created us for. But I don't think that was possible without what Jesus did. And God raised him up from the dead, and he seated him at his right hand. And he raised us up together with him, made us sit together with him. He made us one with him. And communion is supposed to be a celebration of our oneness, of our union with him. A time to celebrate and remember that today. So, Father, I thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. 
He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. And it's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light. Into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. His blood washes us and cleanses us, gives us a fresh start in life. We get to walk out this day today in a covenant relationship with God, a partnership with him. We get to take him into the world and reveal everything that he created and why he created it, the intended use for it. So, Father, I thank you for this cup and all that it represents and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. Uh, so after our time of communion, we usually do some health and fitness tips. My background is just working as a personal trainer for several years, had my own gym for many years. And I believe health and fitness, physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. And just thinking about this verse right here, let's talk about some practical application. Think about the glory God wants to reveal in us. To be revealed in us. Comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Christ is in us, the hope of glory. Let's reveal what God created our bodies for. The way he intended them to function. Let's think about that as we go about our exercise, as we go about our nutrition and our rest. Am I functioning in this the way he intended it to? Am I revealing him through my exercise, through my nutrition, through my rest? Am I revealing him through my health? Let's be thinking about that this week. But I hope it's been helpful for you today. If you'd like to be a part of what we're doing in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.